to the 36th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So let's talk about the big news. So this week, uh, we heard that AT&T is going to be refocusing, in a way, by merging WarnerMedia with Discovery. They're getting $43 billion in cash and about $60 billion in equity, so roughly about $100 billion in value from an asset that they bought for $85 billion, which closed about three years ago. So I know, Roger, you're a big fan of the media business and all the people in the media business, so I want to hear from you. What, what do you think about this deal, and, and what does this mean for AT&T and their core business? I have the highest respect for the people in the media business. They are sharp. One of the things is like this transaction actually didn't get enough positive feedback that that it deserved because the equity portion was not properly valued or value was given in the announcement. It only said like 71% of the new company and most people couldn't figure out what that was. So it's $100 billion for something that AT&T paid $83 billion for three years ago. I think that's a decent return, right? And it lets them focus back on on the core telecom business. They have to build out their 5G network. They are doubling down on, literally doubling down on building their fiber network. Right. So they had previously announced 15 million homes passed by 2025, and they've upped that to 30 million by 2025. So like you said, literally doubling the fiber build out that they planned. They're literally doubling the fiber build-out, and they are accelerating the 5G build-out on, on the C-band. And it gives them more breathing room so that they can continue to be aggressive in their promotions, which have been very beneficial for, very beneficial for them, and it accelerating the build-out. So I think it's good that they realize that they simply had too many balls in the air and couldn't control them all. And they pretty gracefully extricated themselves from this thing. One of the big differences between the direct TV arrangement and the Time Warner or the Warner Media part is AT&T as a company still owns a part of that direct TV merger. Whereas when this transaction closes, AT&T as a company doesn't really own anything anymore, but the shareholders of AT&T do. So that's a a pretty significant uh, difference. And at the same time, you have, I don't think people looked enough at this from, from the discovery angle. On one hand, they paid a king's ransom to become kings of the streaming world, literally, $100 billion dollars. This didn't give enough scrutiny from that perspective. The company is going to be five times leveraged. You know, that's quite a bit. So that's an interesting point, right? So one of the criticisms of AT&T over the last couple of years is that their string of acquisitions have gotten them into a fair amount of debt load, right? So this will drop the AT&T debt to EBITDA ratio from 2.9 to 2.6. Nuco, whatever they call, you know, HBO, Discovery, Max Plus, et cetera, is going to be levered at you know, over five times. 
that team to run it. So. Exactly. So the investment community was nervous about AT&T at 2.9 or 3. And nobody has, I haven't seen anybody say peep about five times leverage for the new core, right? But, you know, one, one of the things about the streaming wars is initially how, how they all got in, they all thought that they would, would be winners. And slowly but surely the realization is setting in there will be winners and there will be losers and the losers will be dead. And Discovery, before this transaction, was like pretty high on the list of, of potential roadkill. And this kind of gives him a a really good chance to pull it off, right? Yep. The other thing I think that's interesting about this that I think a lot of folks have missed is what's happening with AT&T's ad tech assets, right? So Xander, AT&T's new ad tech business, had been rolled into Warner Media, and so I think a lot of folks assumed that was part of the sale. It's not, right? So yeah. AT&T still has those ad tech units, but not really the the content that goes along with it, right? So I think it'll be interesting to see, do they decide to spin that off? Or is it something they, they, they try to be kind of an independent ad tech company absent of those kind of content linkages or what actually happens there, right? I think it's still very much up in the air. The kind of synergies that you would expect from owning all those assets or from all the content assets alongside an ad tech business will no longer be there. Right. So I think it'll, it, it remains to be seen what happens with that part of the business as well. Exactly. They worked very hard to become the ad engine to drive the HBO Plus or HBO Max. We're no longer plusing, we're maxing. AVOT, advertising supported video on demand service, which they just announced for $10 a month with now all the ads that. that you always loved and, and wanted to have, right? Uh, so what happens with that a couple of years ago? Because other than that, they, well, they also tried to sell through that the programmable advertising, the, which is in the spot advertising slot, through this as well. And both assets are no longer no, a core AT&T assets. So it will be, it will be interesting, but... Uh, I have great sympathy for these people, but they increasingly look like an appendix. So in other news, we just got off the Deutsche Telekom capital markets presentation. There's some indication that Deutsche Telekom wants to own more of T-Mobile. Can you talk through kind of what that looks like and what does that mean for T-Mobile as a U.S. operator with, you know, I think it's what a 43% share that's owned by Deutsche Telekom currently? What would it look like for that to get up to 51%? Yeah, so uh, a couple of days ago, there was an article in Handelsblatt, which is the equivalent of the Wall Street Journal for Germany. And they said Deutsche Telekom will announce on their capital earnings that they're going to get the majority of T-Mobile USA. And they can do that in one of two ways, either by simply sitting it out as T-Mobile USA is going to buy $60 billion worth of stock back. And that automatically gets Deutsche Telekom's share from 43% to 51%. Or Deutsche Telekom has the option to buy SoftBank's shares for $101. 
up until sometime in 2024. T-Mobile USA shares trade right now at 136. So it's a good deal. You get $136 shares for 101 bucks. The problem is they will have to pay 101 bucks, right? And so with all this, there was a lot of suspension and, and interest of what will they say in the, on the capital day? It was a big letdown, to be honest. They said like, oh, well, we haven't figured out what we want to do, right? So, but we, we're going to invest all this money in, the, in fiber in Germany, and we're going to continue to invest in the U.S., and we're going to do all of these other wonderful things. So, you know, whoop-de-doo. Right now, it looks like they're going to sit it out, let T-Mobile USA buy the $60 billion in shares and become that one 51% owner. The reason why Deutsche Telekom wants to do that is if they own more than 50% of the company, they can consolidate T-Mobile USA's financials in their financials. And that will make their financials look a lot better because already the dividends that they get from T-Mobile USA is funding a huge part of the expansion in Europe. So the motivation is purely, you know, let's present ourselves as a much faster growing company than we actually do in Europe. All right. Well, that's all we have time for today. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you next week. <laughs>